God is good. Everybody say, God is good. 1920, 101 years ago, this church started on September 19th. I discovered today that one of the worship teams share that special day, not the year, the day. And so today is Gina's birthday, so say happy birthday to her. And it's our birthday. Everybody say happy birthday to us. Amen. A hundred and one years. I thought it might be nice to reminisce a little bit about, you know, some of the leaders that this church saw. Pull up the first one. Uh, he wasn't the first pastor. He was the president when this church began. How many of you know who that is? Don't be embarrassed. Just shout it out. <laughs> if you have a diploma, raise your hand. If you don't know who that is, I want you to re-enroll. Everybody say, Woodrow Wilson. Show the next one. How many of you know who that is? That's my Uncle Fred. No, not really. Go ahead and shout it out. You know who that is. Who? Billy Sunday? No. I'll give you a hint. He's another president. Somebody say W.G. Harding. Okay, let's go to an easy one. Go ahead. How many of you know who that is? Just shout it out. Where that? Where's that? Very good. Calvin Coolidge. Is he related to you? Okay. Calvin Coolidge. Mr. Cool, President Coolidge was known for his abundance of talking. No, not actually. He was known because he, he hardly talked at all. As a matter of fact, when he, reporters would interview him, they asked him, he said, how come you, when we interview you, all you say is like yes or no. He said, well, sometimes that's too much. And then, uh, the true story, a lady was at, a, at the White House at a dinner that was happening, and she sat next to President Coolidge, and she said, I've got a bet going with a friend that I can get at least three words of conversation at you during dinner. He turned and looked at her and said, you lose. <laughs> Two words. <laughs> that's all he spoke to her. <laughs> Oh, all right. Easy one. Go ahead. All right, everybody. Her Herbert Hoover. All right. Guys, don't make me come up to the current president before we get these. Are you ready? Go ahead. Go ahead. Next. Thank you, FDR. And that stands for what? Roosevelt. And he holds the distinguished title of being the only president that was ever elected four times. After he was elected four times, they quit allowing presidents to run more than twice. It's true. So he, 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 he didn't get to finish out his fourth term. He died uh, at the beginning of his fourth term, but that's quite an accomplishment having been elected four times as a president. All right, let's go to something you're going to know something about. All these guys had to be able to get around, right? So you would have seen them in... Model T Ford, very good. Let's go to, this is the 1922 NYPD squad car. Let's go to the 30s and see what a truck looked like. That's a Ford truck. Go to a Chevy truck in 1930, and there's a Chevy truck. All right, we're going to jump to the 40s, a Ford Deluxe Coupe. Somebody say, I'd like to have that now. <laughs> A 40 Chevy. 
Wow. And then we've got the 50 Chevy truck. How many of you owned one of those? Yeah, just how old are you anyway? No, okay, okay. So we've, how many of you'd like to own one of those right now? Wouldn't you love to have one of those right now? The only reason I put that up, I thought it was so pretty. I wanted you to see it. Okay, now let's look at the 50 Ford Custom Deluxe. Very good. And that, the 50 Low Ride, Chevy Low Ride. That's a low ride, all right. And then the Classics, 57 Chevy. Let's hear it for the 57 Chevy. Any of you feel like buying one of those and donating it to the church, I'll make sure to take care of it. And the 1965 Ford Mustang. All right. All right, that's good. I hope you all get that excited while I'm preaching. All right, if you have your Bibles, I want you to go with me to St. John, the 13th chapter, starting with verse 3. I want you to listen to the words of this very carefully. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority. Everybody say he knew. Given him authority over everything that had come from God and over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that he had around him. Let's pray together. Father, we just ask you to have your way in the service today. We thank you, God, for 101 years, Lord, that this church has existed. You being with us, Father. Lord, and God, you've seen each generation through their challenges. We pray, Father, Lord, that you'll just pour your spirit out on us today and show us your will and your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Did you get a... Hold up, swing your... If you got one of these... What do I do with mine? Have you got my? Oh, there it is right there. Don't lose this. <laughs> okay. Everybody swing that around a little bit. I want to talk to you a little bit today about don't, say it with me, don't throw in the towel. Say it one more time. Don't throw in the towel. Now, I want to explain something here. The towel that Jesus talked about it said that he got up and he put a towel around him it's literally like a linen cloth or if you will it translation says an apron it's it, that it went around him and this is what the servant would put on him or would put on when they were getting ready to wash feet I thought about Jesus washing their feet and you know foot to Foot washing was reserved for the lowliest servant in the house. And that the scripture said that Jesus picked this up, wrapped it around him, and he began to wash their feet. You know, some folks, if they were asked to do a lowly job, would say, forget that, man. They'd throw the towel and say, I ain't doing that. Storm off in a rage, forget it, I ain't doing it. How many of you have ever seen that or been there you know what I'm talking about and so there's something unique about what Jesus does in this passage and I think there's some wording here that sometimes we miss because sometimes we're only interested in being celebrated we're not interested in serving and yet Jesus does something here 
that is a lesson for all of us. The Bible said that Jesus knew he had authority. Knowing that God had given him authority over what? Over everything. When he, now watch how this, the wording follows. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given him authority over everything, he knew he came from God, was going back to God. It said, so he got up and got the towel. I want you to think about the authority to serve. When you understand who you are and you understand who he is, you don't look at servitude like it's a bad thing. It becomes something valuable to you. I thought about how that when Peter saw him coming to him with that towel, he looked at me and said, you're not washing my feet. Why? Why did he say that? Because Peter knew that that was the lowliest job, and, and he thought, man, you're our Lord and Master. I, I, I'm not going to let you wash my feet, but I want you to notice what Peter didn't say. Peter didn't say, let me wash your feet. Peter didn't say, Lord, let me do that. You shouldn't be doing that. Let me do that. Jesus knew that this was going to be his last gathering with them together. It's the last supper. And so what he does is he's demonstrating something for them. And when he began to look at Peter and he said, Peter, he said, if I don't wash your feet, you've got no part of me. And Peter said, well, Lord, not just my feet, but my hands and my head also. And the Lord said, look, Peter, you're clean. The only thing we need to take care of is your feet. Can I put this in plain English for you? He said, Peter, the problem isn't about right now. The problem is about where those feet are getting ready to take you. Those feet are getting ready to take you someplace you're going to wish you hadn't gone. And so I'm doing something that you don't understand right now, but you're going to understand it later. He said, Peter, give me those feet. And he took those feet and he began to wash them. And as he washed them and he's telling them, you don't understand what I'm doing now, but you will later. What's he doing? He's washing the feet of someone that is going to betray him. Some, well, rather, he, he does that too, but he washes. Peter is going to deny him. And he's washing his feet. What's he saying? He's saying, Peter, I'm showing you right now that before you hurt me, I forgive you. Before you transgress against me, I've already forgiven you. The authority to serve. That night, he didn't just wash Peter's feet. Who else did he wash? He washed all of them, right? Including Judas. Can you imagine when Judas sat down in that chair? Wouldn't it have been tempting to throw that towel down and say, you get out of here, man. I am not about to wash your feet. You're getting ready to betray me into the hands of sinners. He could have done the same thing with Peter, just thrown it down and say, no, I'm not doing it, man. You're getting ready to deny me. How many of you have ever had someone hurt you? This is what Jesus is saying. Look, you can carry that hurt the rest of your life or you can make up your mind that you're not going to allow your past to define your future. And you can pick up this towel, strap it on and say, I'm not going to throw in the towel. I'm not going to give up. I have been given authority to serve. 
Remember a few weeks ago I talked about power, and one of those words was exousia, the ability to forgive, the authority to be able to forgive. God has given us that. Don't throw in the towel. Pick it up. Wrap it around you. Somebody say wrap it around you. What are you doing, Pastor? Look, I, I understand that it's a little small, but I also understand that I'm not God. And so here's what I'm saying is there are some things I just can't do without God. I don't have the ability to wrap this around me, but there's a God that wraps himself around us. There's a God that holds us and keeps us and preserves us through the time. A hundred and one years. Do you think that in a hundred and one years this church may have seen some challenges? <laughs> do you think there may have been some hiccups down the road? But do you know what? We're still here, and it's because you decided, I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to keep praising God no matter what happens. I'm going to shout hallelujah anyhow. I don't care what the devil does. I don't care what he says. I'm going to trust God. Somebody say trust him. We've got to let it go. Somebody... I thought, you know, here's, here's what you've got to understand. Peter gets this. After Peter goes through this, Jesus told him, he said, you don't understand what I'm doing to you now, but you will later. And then he makes a statement to them, and he said, you call me Lord and Master. And he said, and I am. He said, then if I, being your Lord and Master, have done this for you, you ought to do it for one another. Stop and think about this a second. Do you really think that what he was talking about was washing feet? How many, how many of you remember those good old foot washing services? You know what I'm talking about. Those were the services where you washed your feet before you went to church to have somebody else wash your feet. Don't sit there and look at me like you don't know what I'm you know, you know you did it. You got your feet. Oh, oh it's foot washing service tonight, so you'd take your shoes. You'd scrub them feet until they look like baby's feet. You'd have them pink and, you know, and smelling good, perfume them up. Go, I don't want anybody to think my feet stink. Can I tell you a secret? Everybody's feet stink. <gasps> I can't believe you just said that. Honey, just leave them socks on long enough, and you're going to understand that your feet stink. My son used to pull his shoes off, and he could clear an entire room. He realized he had a problem. Really, he did. And, and he had to go get it taken care of. There was something growing on his foot that shouldn't be on his feet. Everybody take a look at your feet right now. Is anything there shouldn't be there? You know, like some unforgiveness, some anger, some self-centeredness. Oh, dear God, not on my feet. Those feet end up taking us where we don't want to go. How many of you have ever said something you wished you hadn't said? How many of you ever did something you wished you hadn't done? 
Look, do you understand that I am undone? That towel wasn't big enough to cover me, but thank God he picked up one that can wrap all the way around me, and he's saying, you need to get this. I'm doing this for you right now. I'm forgiving you before you transgress. So if I've done that for you, you ought to do it for one another. Turn around, look at your neighbor, and say, I forgive you. So I didn't even know what you did. That's okay, I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive what I thought about you. Ooh. Better get back over out of that. How, well, never mind. Let me get back to this. I started to say, how many of you would like it if your thoughts were broadcast on a big marquee? Did you hear that? Ooh. We'd be in trouble, wouldn't we? Now, the Lord knows I love you all, and I never think an evil thought about y'all. Somebody say, covered by the blood. If we're depending on our own ability, we're going to come up short. That's why he's washing Peter's feet. You need to understand that he was so sure of himself. He said, Lord, I'll die for you. He looked at him and said, man, you're going to deny that you even know me three times before the rooster crows. I would never do that. I would. You don't know what you would do. But thank God we know what he'll do. <laughs> Before we walk there, he's made a way for us to get back. Somebody say, I'm coming back. Turn around, look at your name and say, don't throw in the towel. Peter understands. He Later on in 1 Peter the fifth chapter, listen to what he says. He gets what Jesus had said to him. Let me just, can I just quote it to you? You can read it. He gets what Jesus said to him. And so he's telling others, he said, look, don't be a lord over God's heritage. Don't walk around like you king potentate. Don't walk around like everybody is subservient to you. Because Peter remembered the words of Jesus. He that would be greatest among you will be servant to all. And so he made this statement. He said, be an example to the flock. What was he saying? He's saying, inspire them. How many of you have ever been inspired by somebody? inspire them. I got inspired by, I was doing mission work. I was up in Guatemala, flew into a mountain range, man, landed on a 900-foot strip of grass in a Cessna, prayed to God we could get out. When they start weighing you before they take off, (laughs) I'm not making that up. I'm praying, dear God, tell me how much I need to weigh. We ain't flying out of here. I'll go on a fast. I was walking up these hills, man. It was just no roads. You didn't, it was funny because the dog in there had seen planes, but he'd never seen a car in his life. No cars. You couldn't drive in there. You had to fly in there or hike for a few days to get back up in there. And so I'm, I'm there, and I'm walking all these hills, and I had a camcorder. You remember what those were? And I had that, and I'm, I'm walking up this hill, and you could hear me on the tape. 
Some 80-year-old woman come blowing past me with a great big stick, pile of stick on her head, walking by me, and I, I looked and I said, something has got to change. <laughs> I got inspired as soon as I got home, I joined a gym. <laughs> I go by and look at it every day. Doesn't do any good, does it? You see, it doesn't do any good to just look at something. It doesn't do any good to drive by the church. You need to be a part of the church. Doesn't do any good just to come in and sit on a pew and say, okay, I've done my time. You need to let the power of God get in your heart, get in your mind, and transform your life. Somebody say, don't throw in the towel. You ever gone through some stuff where you felt like you got beat up? You ever been tempted to throw in the towel? Listen to this, the psalmist in 73. Truly God is good to Israel, to those whose hearts are pure. But as for me, I almost lost my footing. My feet were slipping and I was almost gone. For I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. These fat cats have everything their hearts could ever wish for. They scoff and speak only evil. In their pride, they seek to crush others. Did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? You ever been there where you felt like you gave it your best? Holding on to that towel, trying to serve, and you feel like you got run over. And you think, man, what was the point of it all? I mean, if this is the way it is, it, you know, after a while, you just feel like you've been beat down so much, you just can't hardly get up. Wave your hand if you know what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, don't throw in the towel. There's help coming. I want to share a clip with you. Before I share this clip, let me set it up for you. A prize fighter by the name of Tommy was supposed to take a dive. He didn't, so his manager got murdered. They've pinned it on Tommy. Tommy's trying to prove his innocence, but the police are looking for him, and he comes across this serum that will make him invisible. He injects himself with it. And then he tries to set up the bad guys. He arranges for a friend of his to fight the champ, even though this guy knows nothing about boxing. He said, you don't have to be worried. I'm going to be in that ring with you, be right there for you. And he is at the beginning. But then all of a sudden, Tommy slips out of the ring to try and find some evidence. And, well, that's when everything kind of goes south. If you would, watch this clip. He's there to begin with. Left jab. Tommy was right there with him. And then all of a sudden, it seemed like he was gone. What's that got to do with us? Oh, come on. Have you ever been a part in a place in your life where you felt like God was so close to you, it made you feel like Superman? And you, 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 I, I'm telling you, the power of God had come over you, and you felt like Clark Kent. You wanted to rip that shirt open and show that there was a big S on your chest that said, Saved by the blood of the Lamb. That you knew he was there, that he was, he was right there beside you. But then how many of you know that you can go from calm to chaos in a moment? All of a sudden the wind shifts and now you feel like you're taking a beating and you're thinking, where are you at, God? Costello's in there sniffing around because he'd sprayed Tommy with cologne so he'd know where he was at. 
And we do it, but we don't do it with our smeller. We're like this, God. God, where are you? We're feeling around for him, trying to find him, trying to discover. Why is it that things have changed? Why am I taking a beating? You need to remember this. The next time you're going through something, he has not forgotten you. Uh, he, is not, he, he has not hid his phrase from you. Uh, he knows exactly where you're at. Uh, he knows what you're going through, uh, and he's not going to leave you there. Somebody say it. Don't throw in the towel. He looked at him and said, throw that towel in. He picked it up. Oh, no, it's too dirty. We don't want to do that. Oh, he hadn't laid a glove on you. Well, somebody's hitting me somebody's knocking the stuffing out of me. Have you ever been there before? Well, all of a sudden, you know, man, you're going through stuff and you go to someone and they say, well, just pray. What do you think I've been doing? <laughs> just, just pray. How about you pray with me? How about you pray for me? How about you climb in that ring with me and quit letting me stake a beating of my life? I need somebody to wrap a towel around me and let me know that he's still able and he's still willing. Well, guess what happened? That little fellow was getting ready to find out that he had not been forgotten. Go ahead and sh show the clip. It's amazing, isn't it? How all of a sudden you can find confidence you didn't have before when you've been going through hell and you feel like you're all alone and heaven shows up by your side. He said, he said, oh, good, you're here. You fight him for a while. No, sir, no, ma'am. He required us to show up in the ring. He said, no, 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 I'm going to show you that you can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. You've been made more than a conqueror. It may have been 101 years and some of it may have been rough. But can I remind you that the church has been alive for 2,000 years and we are not throwing in the towel now. Why? Because have you ever felt like, you know, I talked about that feeling like Superman. Remember years ago, my son, I, I said, come here. He came close to me and I, I said, look in my mouth. I opened my mouth up. He looked in and I went, His eyes got real big. I said, you know what that is? No. I said, Daddy's got a tiger in his tank. He looked at me and he said, Daddy. I looked and he went, <laughs> He said, I got a tiger in my tank too. Can I tell you that the lion of the tribe of Judah is alive and well? <laughs> If he's in our hearts, we're not about to throw in the towel. We're going to wrap it around our waist. We may have got beat down, but we're going to get up. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to serve like we've never served before. We're going to love like we've never loved before. We're not going to allow hatred or bitterness or envy to take us out. We're going to say, here I am, God. Use me. He said that we've been made more than a conqueror through him that loved us. Amen. Look, it don't take nothing to love somebody that loves you back. Amen. Come up here a minute, babe. Give me a big old kiss right here. Okay, you can sit down. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Go ahead. Doesn't take anything to do that. I had some guys in Russia tried to do that to me. 
God's truth. I said, I love you. <laughs> but my wife kisses me. <laughs> said, what are you getting at? It's easy to let someone kiss you that you want to kiss you. It's easy to love someone that loves you. But what about when all of a sudden you find yourself being asked to love that person that's talked about you, to love that person that has hurt you, to love that person that did you wrong, that caused you pain? Hear me. God is not excusing the pain. God is making you a conqueror over it. Somebody say, I'm bigger than that now. <laughs> I'm stronger than that now. I'm not going to throw in the towel. If you ever had somebody in your life that did something to you and, and you know, I mean, it, it, can we just be transparent? You know, if, they, if you got in the same room with them, it would just like, wave your hand if you know what I'm talking about. It's not like, if you've ever felt that, just, I'm not saying you gave into it. Have you ever felt that? Wait, one person has felt that back there. Hold, go, go like this. I felt it, but I, I, I didn't throw in the towel. I didn't give it up. You know what I'm talking about. It's like, even if somebody just mentioned their name, it made you want to spit. <laughs> Those feelings are real. But the promise is real too. And how many of you know that the promise is more powerful than the pain? <laughs> oh, you, 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 you need to get a hold of that. The promise is bigger than the pain. How many of you ever had one of those Stretch Armstrong dolls? You know what I'm talking about? Wave your hand if you, if you know what I'm talking about. Hold, do this. If you, if, you've, if you don't know what a Stretch Armstrong doll is, do this. Okay, let me explain it. A Stretch Armstrong doll came out like probably in the 70s. And they, they, it was a doll. It was a man looked like he was in a wrestling outfit. And, and you could take his arms and stretch him like that. He was filled with, I don't know if it was caro syrup or what it was, but he was squishy feeling, you know. But I had discovered something. I had discovered as squishy feeling as he was that there were times he could be as hard as a rock. That like if you took him and you squeezed him like this, he felt real squishy. I discovered a secret. So I called, my, my mom got me one of those when I was 15 years old. I said, mom, I'm 15. I just thought it was cute. You ought not give a boy 15 years old a doll like that because he's going to find out a way to use it. So I'd been stretching that thing, you know, squishing it, and I discovered something about it, but I didn't tell anybody. I had a friend come over, and I said, hey, man, feel this doll. And he goes, man, that's squishy. I said, yeah. I said, hold it up like that and take your fist and see how far you can drive your fist into its chest. I didn't tell him that when you hold it like that and you hit it, it's as hard as a rock. How do you know? Because I did it. And I wanted to spread the love. I wanted to share some of that joy. 
And so he held it up, and I, I, he got it holding there, and, and I go, go just see, see how far you can smash your fist into it. He goes, whoop, and he goes, ah, and I, I'm over there. <laughs> Isn't that sometimes what we do? When we get hurt, we want to hurt back. Somebody did it to us, so I'm going to do it to somebody else. <laughs> Not if you're wearing the towel. If you learn to keep that towel wrapped around your waist, keep that towel. You know, I know this isn't big enough to cover my waist. It doesn't have to. I just need it big enough to cover my heart. If I can remember the heart of Jesus, if I can remember his love and the way he cared, and that a man that betrayed him and one that denied him, he washed their feet to forgive them even before they went through with it. One of them found that, that forgiveness and experienced it, received it, but the other one ran from it. Don't run from what God wants to give you. Don't throw in the towel. It's time to stand up and say, here I am, God. Use me. Would you stand with me today? I talked about the lion of the, the, having the heart of a lion. But how many of you know that Jesus doesn't just have the heart of a lion? He is the lion. The lion of the tribe of Judah. The devil gave it his best shot. Climbed in that ring and tried to destroy him. Beat him until the Bible said he was unrecognizable. Isaiah said that his image was marred more than any man. Ripped the flesh off of his back until in an, a, a book called The Anatomy of Calvary, they said that if you'd taken a bright light and shown it at his chest, you could have seen the rays of light coming out his back. He had been torn that severely. They spit in his face. They beat a crown of thorns down on his head. They pierced his hands and his feet. And the devil thought he'd taken the fight clean out of him. He didn't know that Jesus was just getting started. And all of a sudden he crowd, he cried in a loud voice. What he says, he doesn't say in the voice of a man that's dying. He doesn't say it in the voice of one that seems to be struggling for his life. But in the voice of a victor, he cried out, it is finished. And when he bowed his head, and gave up the ghost, hell's gates started to rattle. <laughs> because the one that they thought they destroyed showed up on enemy territory. He said, as Jonah's in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights, so the Son of Man will enter the heart of the earth. And guess what he did? <laughs> he had a towel with him. 
What do you mean a towel? He still had a servant's heart. You mean he went to hell to serve? That's right. He went to hell to serve notice on the devil. It's over. <laughs> It's over. He, he, he went to serve him and subpoena him and tell him that he no longer had any right to us. And he came back and he said, I've got power. I've got the keys of death, hell, and the grave. I'm he that was dead and I'm alive forevermore. You don't have to fear. You don't have to give up. Hang on. Don't throw in the towel. The victory's already won. So we're going to go out of here today serve we're going to serve with a smile on our face a song in our heart and a skip in our step we're going to let people know that God is alive and well how many of you know what it's like to feel that you know what I'm talking about no I mean really feel it run up here Rick real quick there was a guy there, there was a guy that I I'd had some problems with this was years ago I was young in ministry years ago and this guy man had, he'd done things and you know and we were we were in a place supposed to minister and he kept just doing stupid stuff man he nearly got me in a fight downtown Seattle I'm telling you the truth we're, we're walking down and this guy's an old guy no reflection on you this guy this guy this guy was an old guy a stewardly gentleman you know had the gray hair look real distinguished I'm walking through the crowd he had a back scratcher with him he reached up in front of me and slapped the guy in front of me a stranger in the crowd slapped him with that back scratcher and dropped it down and just kept walking that guy turned around and looked at me and I thought here we go Man, he looked at me like, I'm going to knock your head off. And, and, and I, I just looked at him and I said, I didn't do it. He walked on and I turned around and I looked at that guy and I said, don't you ever do something like that to me again. He was old enough to be my grandpa. And he was acting that way and I didn't realize what was happening. I had nearly thrown it away. I'd nearly given it up. I was so frustrated, man. Went back to the room. My father-in-law was staying with me. And I went in there, you know, spreading Christian joy. <laughs> I was so mad. I was telling him everything that was going on. And, I, and he, Debbie's dad always had a way of talking to you without talking to you. You know what I'm talking about? He just kind of looked at me, you know, and said, yeah. Remember I told you about that praying? <laughs> Sounds like something maybe we need to pray about. And I realized, even though what he did was wrong, I was wrong. I was wrong for the way I felt. And I prayed and I said, God, I'm asking you to please take this from me. I don't want to feel this way. I know this isn't right. And can I tell you, when I prayed that, I didn't feel any different at all. Oh, I know we want to, oh, lightning clapped and, thun, or, you know, or a lightning flashed and thunder clapped and, you know, the Holy Ghost stepped inside the room and said, you're free. Didn't happen. I still felt bound up like that. Went to the service and had to be with him in service that night. But when he came out, when he, when he showed up at the church, I'm sitting in the church feeling that way. When he walked in to the building, I felt it. I felt that towel wrap around me. 
and do for me what I could not do for myself. They would deny him, they would betray him, but he would forgive them. And I got up out of that pew and I ran over to where that man was and I grabbed him and I hugged him and I said, brother, I love you. And it feels good to say that and really mean it. <laughs> How many of you know what I'm talking about? Oh, we, we've, had, we've had plenty of it. Love you, brother. <laughs> Guy's a pain in my neck. You know what I'm talking about. I want you to hear me. We've entered into a new era. I'm looking at what's happening around us in the world, and I'm seeing things all of a sudden now exponentially speeding up and rushing us into the end time. And I'm looking at this, and I've been praying this week, specifically praying, I'm thinking, and I've been praying, God, show me. Don't let me get distracted. Don't let me get so focused on the news that I'm not hearing you. Because I know some of this stuff has to happen. God, show me, keep me focused. Let me keep the towel on. Let me, it doesn't do any good for us to get, how many of you watch the news and get mad? You want to get your heart beating? Watch the news. But that doesn't help. Don't throw in the towel. He understood that he had all authority given to him for what? For everything. And he, my friend, has given that authority to us. Remember, he said he was the light of the world, but then he told us we are the light of the world. Somebody say, I'm going to kill you. Say it with me. Would you go ahead and say it? We're, I'm not finished. Everybody say it. I'm going to kill you with love. I'm going to love you until it hurts. <laughs> One of us. <laughs> I'm going to love you when I know you don't love me. I'm going to love you when I know you're upset with me. Remember when your kids were little? You'd have to get on to him about something, and then you'd, you'd say, now, Daddy still loves you, and you'd go give him a big hug. <laughs> and they didn't want that hug. It's like, you don't love me. A hundred and one years, and we haven't dropped the towel yet. Now, hear me. It's because we're a part of a church that's existed for over 2,000 years. And you know why we haven't dropped it? Because he's holding us. Would you stretch your hands to heaven just love him with me right now? Look, if you're in here today and you say, Pastor Rick, I just want to renew my towel. <laughs> I, I, I want to renew my heart. I, I want to make sure that it's right with God. This is what I want to encourage you to do. I'm going to give you an opportunity to come up front to pray. We're going to have a big celebration after church. We've got churches in the lobby. We're going to eat the cookies. 
and we're going we're to have a great time. But hear me, I want you going out of here today victorious. I want you walking out of here today knowing that you've been made more than a conqueror through him that loved you. So this is what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you that if you're here and you say, Pastor, I want to renew that. Hold that towel up one more time. Would you do it? This is what I'm asking you to do with that towel. I want you to take that with you. You may have to cut it in pieces to put it in different places, but you ladies need to put that in your purse. You guys need to put a piece of that in your wallet. Put it on your desk at work or in your locker at work. So every time you see that, you're reminded, I've been given authority to serve. I've been made more than a conqueror. I am more than an overcomer through him that loved me and called me according to his purpose. Carl, come up here just a second, would you? It's hard to believe. How long ago has it been? Since the surgery. Two weeks ago, Carl had an open heart. He had to have open heart surgery, five bypasses. They told him his heart was down to 10% and he was walking like two, three miles a day and the doctors couldn't figure it out. They said, how, how are you able to walk three miles a day and you only got 10% use of your heart? And I was on the phone with Carl and I said, Carl, tell him it's because you're walking with Jesus. <laughs> and you know what happened? Jesus did walk with him, walked him right through that surgery. Before they went in, that surgeon told Elizabeth, you need to pray for your husband and you need to pray for my hands. When that surgery was over with, that surgeon, when Carl opened his eyes, that surgeon was standing over him, looked at him and said, you've got a good God and turned around and walked out of the room. <laughs> Somebody shout, yes, I got a good God. I got a great God. I got an awesome God. He's powerful. His name is Jesus. He's with us today. Didn't look like he would be, but he's still in the ring, still fighting. Hadn't thrown in the towel. Matter of fact, I asked him how you feel. And he told me the other day, he said, man, I feel great. He said, I feel better than I have in 30 years. That's pretty powerful considering what you've been through. Thank you, Carl. So this is what I want you to do. Turn around and look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor, go ahead and look at somebody and say this with me. You look great for what you've been through. You, you understand what I'm saying? How many of you been through some stuff, but you still got a smile on your face? You still got a twinkle in your eye? There's still a skip in your step, a song in your heart? We're still making it. Hold that towel up, run it up here real quick. Bring that towel up here real quick. We're gonna get it supercharged. Are you ready? Say it with me. I'm ready, come on, come on. I, I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to serve. You know what? I got up one day, and I promise I'm getting ready. This is my second and last closing. I got up, I, I got up one morning, I was working a secular job, and I felt, I, I don't know, I was, I was depressed about something, and I couldn't even tell you what I was depressed about. I don't, re, I don't remember, but I remember going to church, and I didn't feel, how many of you ever woke up and didn't feel much like you saved? You know what I'm talking about? And how many of you understand that you're being saved isn't about whether or not you're feeling it. 
It's about what he did for you. And as long as you'll hold on to that towel and not throw it in and walk off, he's going to bring you through. And I remember going to church, or going to church, going to work that day and, and feeling kind of depressed. And, you know, I was kind of in a mood. Any of you ever been in a mood? And when I got to church, or when I got to church, I keep saying, when I got to work, I had these people coming up, talking to me, wanting me to minister to them. I didn't feel like ministering to them. You ever been there before? I don't want to preach this Sunday. I'm mad. <laughs> I don't feel like it. Oh, come on, don't sit there and act like you ain't never been there. I don't, I don't feel. But do you know what happened because of that cloth? Because I hadn't thrown it away. When they started asking for help, something inside of me started to roll up in me. And I thought, I've got to help them. I've, I've got to minister to them. And I started sharing the word of God with them and started praying for them. And then all of a sudden, I realized something. I realized I wasn't depressed anymore. I, I realized I wasn't mad anymore. I, I realized I was happy. I, I realized that when I got my focus off of myself and got it on somebody else, it all changed. Somebody shouted with me. How can I help you? Are you ready? Stretch those hands up. God, here I am. I'm asking you to use me. Look, come here just a second. Stretch your hands to heaven. I want you, you can stay there, but just, I want you to look at me a second. There's been like a cloud that has surrounded your home. Am I telling you the truth? And you've been praying and said, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to lift this. I want you to hear the word of the Lord. You're not the one that's going to lift it. I am. God is letting you know that he is going to lift it. But this is what you've got to do, that you've got to get your focus off the cloud and say, here I am, God. Use me to touch somebody. Would you just swing it around one time? Use me, God, to touch something. Come, go on, like you mean it. Use me to touch somebody. I'm not letting the devil have my victory. He's not taking out my family. Oh, in Jesus' name. Come on, stretch your hands to heaven with me right now. Use me, God. Use me, God. Get your focus off of the failure and get your focus on him. Do you know why he's fought you so hard? It's because he knows what an impact you're going to have. The whole time, the whole time you've been going through that stuff, what you didn't know is that I know Debbie had been calling you, but I've been, I'd been talking to Debbie and I said, man, you need to check on Chelsea. You need to check on, because I, I look, you, you need to recognize this. Is that when, when the devil sees you break away, it makes him mad. And he don't like that. And so he tries to come and lay hold to you and drag you back. Everybody say, trying to drag me back. Man, I wish I could. Run up here, honey. Right there. 
But if you, if you step up here just a second. I, 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 this is what I want you to get in your mind. You're going to be the bad guy for a second, okay? So grab her by the hand and try and drag her off. So what you need to know is this, is that when the devil's trying to take you out, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And so what he does is he comes up and he says, you know what? I got you. You're not going to have to deal with this anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to be a wall to you. I'm going to be a protector. Stretch those hands to heaven. God is getting ready to use you. Mm, thank you, Father. Don't focus on the failure. Focus on the victory. In Jesus' name. I give you praise for it. I break that right now. That guilt. In Jesus' name. Greater is he that's in you. I love you, Father. I love you, Father. You know, several years ago, Debbie and I first married, Debbie wanted to talk to me about a situation that had happened. I, let me just give you the Reader's Digest version. We were both young, just got married. I was, I was a minister. I was praying for a young girl in church that she thought I prayed for a little too long. And so she was wanting to talk to me about it. I went and talked to her. I rolled over. She got up and left. Here's an ice storm outside. She got up and left. She just walked out. And I was in bed, and I was thinking, and I thought, well, she'll be back in a minute. She didn't come back. And all of a sudden, I thought, man, she, she really left. And so I got up, I got dressed, and I went outside in that ice storm looking for her. And I looked all over the place and couldn't find her. I walked to her mom's house. And all of a sudden, I didn't know she was hiding in the bushes. She was looking to see if I would pursue her. And when she saw me coming back in her mom's car with her mom, she said, uh-oh. <laughs> and so I, I started, I, you know, I, I'm getting ready to call the police. And, and, and all of a sudden, you know, now this is back in the day. 16. Last week. No, I'm kidding. It's been. So all of a sudden, when was it? 40 years ago. 40 years ago. Wow. 40 years ago. I, it's hard for me to believe I'm 40 years old. Back, back in the day. And so all of a sudden, I, I, you know, I, I go to the door and I said, well, I'm going to look one last time. And when I opened the door, she was standing there. And when she was, when she, I grabbed her and I just held her in my arms. And that's what she wanted all the time. You need to understand that the devil tries to get in your mind and make you feel like he doesn't love us anymore that what I've where I've been what I've done has separated me there's no way in the world the scripture said who shall separate us from the love of Christ shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or peril or nakedness or sword said as it's written for thy sake we're killed all the day long we're counted as sheep for the slaughter he said nay in all these things we've been made more than a conqueror yes. through him that loved us not through our own ability but through him that loved us now hey stay here with me just a second and see if you can get this 
He said, what can separate us? And he talked about persecution. That means that that stuff was real. Tribulation, that you've been through some stuff, that you've been under attack, and, and the devil's been trying to take you out, and, and you haven't done it all right, and you haven't got it all right. And he said, can those things separate you? He said, not on your life. He said, you are more than a conqueror. You may not feel like one, but you are one. Why? Because of the one that loves you. He wraps his arms around us and holds us and keeps us. Hold that, hold that up one more time. There have been a few times I've had the devil really attack me until it made me mad. And after I quit believing that God didn't love me anymore, I got back up and I said, God, I want you to make the devil pay for what he tried to do to me. I want you to make him pay for what he tried to do to my friends. And I want you to use me to make him pay. Is there anybody in the house today? Go ahead and hold that towel up one more time. You're getting ready to get it supercharged. Hold it up there and say, God, here I am. I want you to use me. For every time he tried to take somebody out, for every time he attacked me, my family, my household, my friends, Father, in Jesus' name, I declare today I'm more than a conqueror. I declare that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I refuse to throw in the towel. I'm going to lift it up in victory. Fill me with your spirit. Let your word empower me. Let your spirit energize me in Jesus' name. Come on, give me a hand clap of praise in this house. Now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to turn, I want you to look at somebody and I want, you, I want you to make a confession with your mouth, all right? So turn, look at somebody and this is what I want you to say. Take them by the hand, just look at them, say this with me. Are you ready? Get by, everybody keeps looking at me. Get, 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 get somebody by the hand, look at them, look at them and say this with me. Are you ready? Today, things are about to change. God has supercharged me and I am getting ready to become the devil's worst nightmare. I'm going to serve God with fire. I'm going to serve him with power. It's not about how I feel. It's about who he is and he is Lord. Come on and give my hand clap of praise in this house today. is Lord. We love you. God bless you. There are cookies in the conference or in the cafeteria. Hey, what do you say? We make this the best year ever in Jesus. Amen. God bless you.